It's one o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. The top stories, Agnes Chow walks free from prison after serving seven months of a ten-month sentence. Beijing's top representative in Hong Kong says people seeking the end of one-party rule are the SAR's true enemies and the Equal Opportunities Commission warns companies against imposing unreasonable vaccination policies. The pro-democracy activist Agnes Chow has been released from prison after serving nearly seven months for her role in an anti-government protest in 2019 that saw police officers trapped inside their headquarters in Wan Chai for hours. Sean Kennedy has more. Thousands of people laid siege to the building in Wan Chai on June the 21st in 2019, demanding the withdrawal of the government's extradition bill and also calling on police to stop describing the protests as riots. The crowd blocked the building's entrances with some protesters vandalising walls and smashing surveillance cameras, but there were no serious clashes with the police. Chow's fellow activists Joshua Wong and Ivan Lam were also jailed for their roles in the protest. Chow also admitted inciting people to join their demonstration as well as taking part herself. Wong and Lam had been jailed in the past for convictions relating to their activism, but it was the first time that Chow had been given a prison sentence. Beijing's top representative in Hong Kong says people calling for the end of one-party rule are the SAR's real enemies. Luo Huining also says no one knows the value of the principle of one country, two systems better than the Communist Party. Timmy Sung reports. Speaking at a forum, the liaison officer's chief Luo Huining said people who reject the party's leadership on a one country, two systems policy and who attempt to turn Hong Kong into a pawn in geopolitics or a tool to suppress China are destroying the fundamentals of one country, two systems. He said they were the real enemies of Hong Kong's prosperity and stability. Mr. Law did not name any parties or individuals, but the organizers of the annual candlelight vigil have been calling for the end of one-party dictatorship on the mainland for decades. The Beijing official said no one knows the value of the one country, two system principle better than the Communist Party, and no one is more adamant about safeguarding the policy's original intent than the party. He said the facts will prove that protecting the party's leadership is in Hong Kong's interest. The forum was organized by the central government's various offices in Hong Kong as part of an event to mark the 100th anniversary of the Communist Party. The chairman of the Equal Opportunities Commission, Ricky Chu, has warned that companies introducing unreasonable vaccination policies could face litigation. Businesses in the SAR have introduced a range of measures to boost worker inoculation, with some warning that staff won't get pay rises, bonuses, promotions or may be sacked for refusing the jab. Mr Chu says some industries, like the catering and tourism sectors, may find it easier to justify these measures, but employers would have a harder job arguing this in cases where they refuse to award bonuses or just fire unvaccinated staff. If your measure has only a narrow outlet for the employee to comply, then it may easily be challenged in law. If you are going to compel an employee to vaccination, then you must have a strong reason that if not vaccinated, then it will cause very serious damage to your business and that there is no alternative. If there are alternatives, then you should try to accommodate the need of the employees if they are reasonable. Infectious disease expert David Hoy says officials are still struggling to find the source of a COVID-19 infection that broke Hong Kong's 42-day streak of no untraceable cases. 
Professor Hoy, who advises the government, said the 17-year-old girl who caught a mutant strain has only infected her immediate family so far. He said Hong Kong has prevented a community outbreak thanks to tight social distancing rules and the public's adherence to mask-wearing and personal hygiene. The Chinese university expert said it's unlikely this case involves an undiscovered mutated strain from Hong Kong. I think it's probably someone that has entered Hong Kong and finished the 21-day hotel quarantine with a long incubation period. And then he or she developed some infection and infected the 17-year-old girl. But despite the efforts uh, doing genome sequencing matching, we are not able to find out the source. And that is probably because some of the uh, developing countries may not be doing genome sequencing frequently and they may not upload the information to the WHO and other websites. So that makes it quite difficult. You're listening to RTHK. The time's almost exactly five minutes past one. World leaders at the G7 summit in Britain have announced a pledge to prevent new pandemics by responding to outbreaks within 100 days. Later today, the leaders are expected to sign a declaration improving surveillance and speeding up diagnostics and vaccine development. The U.S. Justice Department has begun an investigation into a report that officials under Donald Trump forced Apple to hand over phone records of leading Democrats and journalists. The department's inspector general said it would review the issuing of subpoenas to the tech giant. The BBC's David Willis has more. Two Democratic congressmen, Adam Schiff and Eric Swalwell, say they were told that Apple had been ordered to hand over records of their iPhone calls, as well as those of family members, including a child, by Justice Department officials during the Trump administration. Officials were investigating the leaking of information relating to the Trump campaign's links to Russia, a matter that was then the subject of congressional investigations, including one by the House Intelligence Committee, of which Adam Schiff later became chairman. A lobster fisherman in the US says he survived being partially swallowed by a humpback whale. Michael Packard says he was diving off the coast of Cape Cod when he felt a huge bump and everything went dark. He says he realised he was inside a whale's mouth and feared he would die. It was happening so fast. My only thought was how to get out of that mouth and I realised there was no overcoming a a beast of that size. He was going to do with me what he wanted to do and it was... Either he spit me out or he swallowed me. Scientists say the creature must have gulped up the fishman by mistake. Sport now and Hong Kong were beaten 1-0 by Group C leaders Iraq in their World Cup qualifying match in Bahrain. Miksu Patalainen's men set up with a defensive game plan but went behind to a 13th-minute goal by Mohamed Qasim. They next faced the group host Bahrain in the early hours of Wednesday. The Euro 2020 football tournament has begun in Rome, with Italy recording an emphatic victory in the opening match. A 3-0 win over Turkey marked the start of the biggest international sporting event since the outbreak of the pandemic. The BBC's Alex Capstick was at the Stadio Olimpico. The match got underway following the obligatory opening ceremony, which included a stirring rendition of Nessun Dorma, performed by the opera star Andrea Bocelli. It was emotional. There were 16,000 fans inside the Stadio Olimpico. That's a quarter of its capacity. All were asked to follow strict Covid protocols. All 11 venues spread across Europe have similar rules in place. 
In tennis, Stefanos Tsitsipas made history overnight, becoming the first Greek player to reach a Grand Slam final when he defeated Germany's Alexander Zverev in a bruising five-setter at the French Open. The fifth seed won 6-3-6-3-4-6-4-6-6-3. He spoke after the match. You know, all I can think of is my roots, where I came from. I came from a really small place outside Athens. My dream was to play here. My dream was to play in the big stage of the French Open one day. I, I would have never thought that I would. He faces Novak Djokovic in tomorrow's final after the world number one condemned Rafa Nadal to only his third ever defeat at Roland Garros. In the women's tournament, unlikely finalists Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova of Russia and unseeded Czech Barbara Krejcikova battle it out in the final tonight. The BBC's Russell Fuller looks ahead to the clash. Well, I am not going to write off Barbora Krejcikova, even though she is a player who was less used to the latter stages of a Grand Slam. First Grand Slam quarter-final of her career, first semi-final, and therefore, by extension, first final two. She's not always looked totally secure, but mentally she's incredibly strong, and she's managed to come through against Elena Svitolina, Sloane Stevens, a former Grand Slam champion, Coco Goff, and then Maria Sakkari yesterday, 9-7 in the final set, having Grand saved a match point. Pavlyuchenkova has had much more experience in the Grand Slams. Six times a Grand Slam quarter-finalist before, a winner of 12 WTA singles titles, a child prodigy winning junior Grand Slam titles at the age of 14. But it's just very, very difficult to say with any confidence at all who's going to come out on top. And to end the news, top Tories once again. Agnes Chow walks free from prison after serving seven months of a ten-month sentence. And Beijing's top representative in Hong Kong says people seeking the end of one-party rule are the SAR's true enemies. The news from RTHK.